Hi, I'm Marilyn, contributor at HalloweenLove.com. I'm in the beautiful Crystal Valley Cemetery in Manitou Springs, and this is Creepy Colorado. The story that I will be telling you today is probably Manitou Springs' most famous macabre story, that of Emma Crawford and the Emma Crawford Coffin Races. We've got some deer over here. So shortly after the gold rush made it to Colorado, Manitou Springs was founded. It was actually founded by two railroad tycoons who wanted to use the city and its beautiful natural resources in several springs, which is why it's called Manitou Springs, as a health resort. This building here, as well as many in the city of Manitou Springs, are on the National Register of Historic Places. Oh my god, there was a deer right there. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. Oh, she doesn't seem too bothered. Crystal Valley Cemetery. So like I was saying, the city of Manitou Springs was founded specifically as a health resort town. Uh, right now, to this day, in 2020, we still have 11 springs in the city of Manitou Springs that are open and free for public consumption. I personally don't like the water. You can taste the minerals in it. That is not a flavor that I like. However, there's a local candy shop um, that also makes soft pretzels and fresh made lemonade and they use one of the spring's water for the fresh made lemonade, which is pretty good. So the story of Emma Crawford starts with her birth on March 24th, 1863. She was born in Massachusetts, not here in Colorado. By the age of three, she was an accomplished piano player, which is just wild to me. By the age of 12, she was giving lessons to children and adults alike where she lived in Massachusetts. Um, by the age of 15, she was a traveling concert pianist. She played with renowned violinist and cello players who were from the musical school in Boston. She spent much of her teens and 20s as a well-respected and sought-after pianist and piano teacher. Unfortunately, Emma battled with poor health her entire life. The family doctor suggested that her family move to the newly founded health resort town of Manitou Springs. Our air here is very dry. We get 300 plus days of sunshine a year. 
and the spring waters were at the time considered to be healing waters. Um, several people suffering with what we now know to be tuberculosis came here in the mid to late 1800s because of those attributes of the town. So in 1889, Emma Crawford was 36 years old. She gave up her established Boston pianist career and moved here to Manitou Springs, Colorado. Her home, which I will drive us by later, still stands today. It's a beautiful Victorian. It's got tall ornate windows, which you'll see with a mixture of clear and stained glass panels, some of which still exist on the home. Big windows are, are a huge thing here in Manitou Springs. A lot of the original buildings or the early buildings from the 1850s on up to the 1950s were built with huge windows. Um, and that is because you could open those windows and let that dry healing air in, as well as the abundant sunshine. And we all know how good fresh air and sunshine is. Um, she started to feel a lot better. Her health never fully rebounded, but she was better than she had been in a long time in Massachusetts. So here in Colorado, um, she lived here during an era when women were expected to take the role of angel of the house, if you will, keeping the home clean and proper, taking on domestic hobbies such as knitting or I don't know, painting? What are domestic hobbies? Dishwashing is not a hobby, but that's the first thing I think of. Emma was a bit of a rebel. She became an avid hiker and a naturalist, which I would consider myself to be a hiker and a naturalist as well. So her and I have that in common. I found an article in the 1969 issue of the Colorado Springs Gazette-Telegraph that talks about Emma being a spiritualist, which I thought was interesting. Uh, the spiritualist movement, if you don't know, was very popular in the early 1900s, um, or uh, excuse me, from the 1800s through the 1900s, but became wildly popular and Houdini dedicated a significant portion of his life to debunking and showing how much of a ripoff the quote-unquote religion of spiritualism is, contacting the dead with Ouija boards, seances, spirit pictures, things like that. Um, still popular today, but they don't consider it a religion, you know, ghost hunting and Spear photography are still very popular today. So like many spiritualists of the era, Emma Crawford had a quote-unquote Indian guide, um, a Native American spirit, which she claimed to see regularly on the top of Red Mountain, which is off in that direction, but we can't see it from here. I'll go up on the trail later and show you guys. It's not an easy hike, but it's fun. So the story goes that Emma saw her spirit guide as a handsome young Native American man who was beckoning to her from the top of Red Mountain. 
she vowed that she would climb the mountain to meet her spirit guide. She revealed her plan to her mother and her boyfriend at the time. They begged her to not do that. Her health was still not great. The story goes that to this day, you could see the ghost of a woman in a bright red dress hiking up Red Mountain. Um, at the time, there were reports in the newspapers from the late 1800s talking about Emma Crawford, that crazy townie who goes hiking in her best red dress, which I think is very interesting. The bright red was probably very easy to spot from down here up on the hills. So she really stood out, I would imagine, while hiking. So during this hike to go meet up with her spirit guide where she went all the way to the top of Red Mountain, she didn't arrive home until very late that evening. No one believed her when she told them that she had made it to the very tippy top and that she felt like she had met the point in which her spirit guide was beckoning her to go to. There's a quote in the newspaper article that I found that says, she said to her mother and boyfriend, I did so climb it and I tied my scarf to a little pinion tree. I have decided that I will be buried beneath that tree. So I am leading us up towards the marker for the Emma Crawford grave. And the story of her death is just as interesting to me as the story of her life. So Emma passed away from complications of her, what we now believe was tuberculosis, on the evening of December 4th, 1891. She was only 28 years old. Here we are at the marker for Miss Emma Crawford. Emma passed away from complications of her tuberculosis on the evening of December 4th, 1891. She was only 28 years old. Her obituary in the local papers said, the few who knew her here remarked her calm, unruffled mood. She was known by nearly all as a musician of rare power and skill. She had a horror of cemeteries, formalities in anything low or gloomy, even death, and wished to be carried high to sunshine and pure air. Miss Emma's funeral was held at her home and attended by several of the Society of Progressive Spiritualists. The 1891 Manitou Springs Journal characterized her funeral service as unusual but very impressive and partook not of the customary sadness of such scenes. Emma's mother performed a sweet selection of piano pieces with peculiarly sweet melody and weird harmony. I think that's a really fun quote from a newspaper. Her casket was gray wood. It had silver handles and silver engraved nameplate on it. And it was carried by a group of 12 pallbearers up the hill. It is a mile and a half straight up. So carrying Emma's casket to the summit of the Red Mountain was a ordeal but it was important to her family 
and the spiritualist that she practiced with, that her wish be fulfilled that she be buried at the top. She was buried shallow under a spruce tree. Um, her grave was covered in large rocks that were just found around the area. In 1912, which was 21 years after she died, the spot where Emma was buried was being developed for a powerhouse and tourist cart depot for visitors who wanted to summit Red Mountain, as Emma had done so regularly on her own 21 years before. Her casket was moved over the western slope of Red Mountain. So after her body was moved, in 1929, which is about 40 years after her passing away, the combination of a shallow reburial, loose earth, and a few good unseasonably wet years with lots of snow and rain, the ground around Emma's body began to erode, and her skeletal remains and dilapidated casket slid down the hill. There was, um, a bit of a landslide, if you will, along with a little bit of rain runoff, and it just took her body, casket and all, and sent it flying down the hill. The casket broke apart, as well as her skeletal remains, and although not Everything has been found still to this day. Most of the pieces ended their journey on a homestead, which was behind Main Street here in Manitou Springs. The bits that made it all the way down into the town were discovered by two young boys. They wrapped up the pieces they had found in linen and hid them, including the skull which they actually kept out, they didn't wrap up the skull, and they were playing with poor Emma's skull 40 years after she died. These two boys were spotted playing with a human skull by some neighbors who alerted the local police. After some interrogation, the boys led authorities to the spot where they had hid the rest of the pieces. Their cloth bundle included various bones, a silver casket handle, and the engraved nameplate confirming the remains were that of Miss Emma Crawford. Emma's remains stayed in the city storage for two years until one of her pallbearers and former neighbor, Bill, who was only a teenager at the time of her death, so 40 years later he's now in his mid-50s, took responsibility for her and paid to have her buried in an unmarked pauper's grave here in the Manitou Cemetery. Um, excuse me, the Crystal Valley Cemetery. It was just the Manitou Cemetery at the time. So, her body slid down the mountain. Yet, it gets even weirder. In 1994, the city of Manitou Springs was looking for ideas to boost tourism and the Emma Crawford Coffin Races were born. That's right. The tragic tale of Emma's restless bones careening down Red Mountain on a tide of orange gravel and rainwater and landing near Main Street became 
the idea for a huge tourism event here in Manitou. It's held every October. However, due to current world health events, they're not having it this year in the traditional fashion. The celebration kind of serves as a bizarre mix of memorial to Emma and a celebration of her corpse's journey, a Halloween party, a Halloween parade, and a street and craft fair. Um, it takes place on the Saturday before Halloween and includes a costume contest and the coffin race itself, of course, is where you make your own coffin. It started out as more traditional Old West style body-shaped coffins, but has since become more of like a Red Bull go-kart type race. And let me read you the rules from their website here. It says, one person, the Emma, is a passenger and four others, the mourners, push the elaborately decorated coffin cart up Main Street 200 yards or about 183 meters. The teams race two at a time and it's a tiered race so the winner of each race competes with another winner of another race and it goes on and on until we have a winner. Um, there's several prizes awarded including first through third place, the best Emma costume, the best coffin, and the best mourner costume. I would like to tell you a little bit about the last time I attended the Emma Crawford coffin races. The 2014 Halloween festival was the 20th anniversary and I was lucky enough to attend that event. Of course, it has changed considerably from when I was a kid. The street was super crowded. Um, locals and tourists from not only all over the state, but all over the country and, and probably all over the world, honestly, were there. I looked up the statistics and they believe approximately 6,000 people attended the Emma Crawford coffin races for its 20th anniversary. The total population of the city of Manitou Springs in the off season or not tourist season is less than 6,000 people. Even to this day with how popular and expensive and bougie it has become. So it's really impressive that the 2014 event had so many people. Nowadays, a lot of the coffins have corporate sponsors. There's local haunted houses. One whose name I really love, Ghoul Gulch. Sweetie Pie's Cake Company that makes cakes and pies that they'll deliver to you has sponsored a coffin in the past. Even the Lego store in the local mall, not the Manitou Mall, there's no malls here, uh, but in the next town over, Colorado Springs, has sponsored a coffin at one point. It was not, however, built out of Legos. That would have been too heavy, and these people are racing. I wanted to show you guys this beautiful headstone. Or grave marker. I don't know if it's specifically a headstone. 
but I believe it's probably from the 1920s. All right, I'm gonna take a little break, drink some water in my car. All right, guys, I am up behind the cemetery where we just were. And I just wanna show you this beautiful view. That field down there is for the Manitou Springs High School. Go Mustangs. And that rock formation over there is Garden of the Gods Park which is a famous, famous landmark between Colorado Springs and Manitou Springs. And that yellow splotch of trees right there is the tippy top of trees that are down in the cemetery that I am now behind. And here's the trail I'm on. Alright y'all, I'm about 600 feet or so above where I was before. Sorry about the wind noise, but I wanted to show you guys Red Mountain where Miss Emma Crawford climbed. So this is Red Mountain and then behind it is Pikes Peak, Colorado. One of our 14ers here in the Rocky Mountains. And then over here, I'm pretty sure this one is called Manitou Mountain with the stripe up it. And that's a famous hiking spot. People travel from all over the world to hike up the Manitou Incline. So where she was buried would have been around here somewhere. And her body slid down. Down, 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 down to Main Street all the way down here. Um, it's quite a long journey. All right, y'all. I am here in front of what I believe is the original home of Miss Emma Crawford here in Manitou Springs. And I just wanted to show you the beautiful Victorian gingerbread dollhouse details that the current homeowners and previous homeowners after Emma have really maintained nicely, which I greatly appreciate. Looks like they've got a cute little Halloween decoration out here. And it's interesting because if I step back, you can see it is built on a very sharp, snaky mountain incline road. And those big, beautiful windows I was telling you guys about that are so popular here are still featured in this home with this enclosed patio type area almost. I love it. It's one of my favorite homes in the city for sure. But you can see Red Mountain. And all the other beautiful hills around here. Very well from this home. So you can see where she may have 
spotted her spiritualism Native American guide at some point while looking out her window. Editing Marilyn here. I forgot to film some sort of outro, so I just wanted to say thank you very much for joining me as I told the story of the Emma Crawford Coffin Races and gave you a little tour of the town of Manitou Springs and the Crystal Valley Cemetery. And I look forward to seeing you again for Creepy Colorado. <laughs>